What is up, everybody? I am the Slow Chemical. This is I see things a little differently. I hope you enjoyed the match of the month yesterday. Your first Sunday of the month of May. Your first Monday, the month of May. We have a great show lined up today. We had a great show lined up yesterday. And we have Jonathan Esther returning this Wednesday. As I record this, we've already recorded the show. It's already locked, stocked, and in the barrel and would one thing i have to do is upload it after i upload this i'm gonna do all this at once just because it's like eh, why wait um we're gonna do a little differently here so i have not enjoyed much of raw the last little bit <laughs> so i'm not gonna force myself to watch it so we may be doing overviews that's what i'll call it of um raw where i just literally give you the main thing i take from it at which kind of already where i was going anyway but um it's been pretty bad <laughs> um so yeah but um we'll get into that we have some news we have aew talk we have uh in XT talk, we have a bunch of stuff to get into, so let's just get right into it. So, the biggest takes takeaways from Raw for me was the main event of Backlash has been changed. It is now a triple threat match for the WWE Championship. It is Drew McIntyre versus Braun Strowman versus Bobby Lashley. Braun Strowman wrestled a handicap match, a singles match. He, he, he wrestled all over Raw. He ended up getting a pinfall victory over Drew McIntyre, and now he's inserted himself in this match. I would have to assume Lashley's winning this thing. Um, but that's going to be an interesting triple threat match. Um, I've been very vocal. I'm not that big a fan of Drew, uh, not Drew, uh, Braun Strowman. Um, but since I've also seen where WWE has been so hesitant to pull a trigger on him at times that's kind of made that's kind of turned me off if i'm being i'm sure it's turned other people off um so this is going to be an interesting match um the the the, the month after wrestlemania the pay-per-view at the wrestlemania is always fascinating to me because they usually have good shows you know but it's like it but it also feels sometimes rushed sometimes um Sometimes rush, sometimes just unnecessary, if that makes any sense. So, uh, Sonya Deville, one week after suspending, not her, but one week after being suspended and fined $100,000, Sonya Deville has brought back Charlotte Flair after Charlotte Flair has made an apology. Obviously, this is a deeper storyline with Sonya Deville undermining Adam Pearce and um, her trying to take full power of both shows. Because technically, I don't think she can wrestle because she lost that match to Mandy Rose. And this is me giving them credit. I could be completely wrong here. So someone says, hey, you're completely wrong here. They, She's done this. I'll take my lumps, air quotes. Um, but uh, I feel like there's, I feel like they're trying to maintain some form of uh, consistency 
Both after she lost that SummerSlam match. That's why she's not wrestling. Um, but this is clearly where they're going. Uh, and also, Rhea Ripley's a heel. I just thought about this. Right? I was like, why is she a heel? You, you know, I, like, I just feel like the inevitable is Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair, which I guess will be a heel versus heel match. Um, which she needs to win, by the way. Um, but, um, I just, I, I thought about this, like, because she was the heel at WrestleMania, and I understood that, and I, I'm not interested, in, I paid attention to that, but I was just like, why though? I'm just, that's just confusing to me, I don't know. Anyways, those are the only things I want to talk about from Raw, in a nutshell. Um, let's get to NXT. Raquel Gonzalez and Mercedes Martinez is up next. Obviously, Mercedes, to me, Mercedes Martinez is never going to be the, the NXT Women's Champion. Or if she does, she'll get a token run with it. Um, but this, there's no way she's beating Gonzalez. Gonzalez is going to have a, a very lengthy title run. And I'm going to assume, because she's already turning babyface. I'm assuming Dakota Kai is going to turn on her to get that that, sh- that shot, that Women's Championship. Uh, the same way she turned on Tegan Knox. Um, so I'm assuming that's where, that's a big direction we're heading for probably SummerSlam, uh, will take over in SummerSlam weekend. Um, but next up is Mercedes Martinez versus Raquel Gonzalez, and that should be a fun match. Bronson Reed will get another shot at Johnny Gargano in the North American Championship after he defeated Austin Theory this past week. Timothy Thatcher returned to help out Tommaso Ciampa. That could be... Your potential, like, way... Because Finn Balor is returning next week on Tuesday. Um, it was just announced last week. And I'm assuming that threesome can go against Imperium. That should be a fun, fun battle there. How about that? Um, we're so far away from War Games, so I'm not going to say War Games. But we, we can have some fun six-man tags with that. Raymer. Hit her shooting star press in a huge upset of Tony Storm. Tony Storm uh, is just kind of teaching Zoe Stark a lesson, saying, "I'm a uh, you. You can learn from me. You need to watch me." And Raymer barely, <laughs> like, she barely got the rotation over. I, when I first saw, I was like, "Is she gonna do it?" And she did. Um, and it, and and she got the win, so it was a huge win for her. Um, but this whole thing is more about Tony Storm. Uh, being too egotistical and not doing what she needed to do. Um, Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart will put their women's tag team titles on the line next week against the way. Um, I'm not always advocating for short title reigns, but Candice LeRae needs to gold. She, in my opinion, she is just like a victim of being in the talented pool she's in. It's kind of like who I just did the match of the month on with Jazz. Jazz is just a victim of timing and and who was in the the same uh, division she was at the same time. To me, Candice LeRae was a victim of Io Shirai's long towering. Because I really thought they would give her a belt, you know, but they didn't. And I just don't see her in the foreseeable future getting that woman's championship. I think the way it'll be just it'll just be more fun to add to these guys 
just to give them those women's championships and watch them take off. I mean, Ember Moon and Shotzi will be fine. They can get them back. I just think that for some reason, I just, I really think the way they need these belts. They need this win. They just, Giant Gargano wins, but they, I feel like they, they lose a little more, a little too often for my liking. But anyways, that's just my opinion on that. Um, let's hit AEW, which a lot of things happen as we are one week, as I'm recording this, three days away from blood and guts. I am here for it all. This is essentially their uh, a midway pay-per-view air quotes. I'm doing air quotes. You can't see me doing air quotes. Um, and they're putting everything on it. Um, you have the Young Bucks who defeated the Seidel brothers, but then SCU came out to challenge them. And I completely forgot that SCU are technically, they've been the number one contenders for tag team titles in the rankings for like a month or two now. I remember talking about this a few months ago or a month or two ago when uh, Pac and Ray Phoenix won the, the right to challenge for the tag team championships. And I was like, well, isn't SCU? Like, I just, that's when I realized Pac was heard. And, but SCU's been number one contenders. And next week at Blood and Guts, or this week, it will be a four-way tag team match. Winners get a shot at the Bucks. It will be SCU, Jurassic Express, and I completely forgot the two other teams' names. Uh, Alpha Flight's one of them. I forgot the other team's name. I meant to write it down. I didn't write it down. Spoiler alert. There were a couple of upsets this week that I liked. I'm going to tell you guys why. Orange Cassidy defeated Penta after Chuck Taylor passed Orange Cassidy to the mic and hit Penta with it. Huge upset one. But the reason I like it is because Penta's been doing a lot more of single matches, even though he's still affiliated with Death Triangle, which he should be. But when he goes on his monster run, because he will go on his monster run, it will be comparable to Kenny Omega. He won't be going around the globe winning all his champ- world championships, but he will be a dominant force to be reckoned with. But I don't mind this right now. He can't now. He can't lose anymore. He's already lost to, lost to Cody. And that was it. And he just lost to Orange. To me, that should be his last loss for a very long time. But when he, I truly feel like, well, we already know what Penta and Ray Finnis can do. But I truly feel like when Penta gets on his roll, he should not be touched. So I didn't mind this. I thought this was, I thought this was good. Because I just think this is gonna, this is gonna help get him over the top. In my opinion, as far as just, he's just gonna be a batter heel, a batter mf'er, and I'm just looking forward to it. Also, the other upset, which needed to happen, Brian Cage defeated Hangman Adam Page. It wasn't clean, as Hangman was attacked before the match. He the referee asked if he could continue. He said yes, so it's on him. And Brian Cage defeated him. He defeated the number one contender. Here's why this is important. Here's why I liked it. One, I don't think Hangman Adam Page is getting a shot at that AEW World Heavyweight Championship until All Out. I think that's when you're going to crown him the new world champion, right? But so you can have him kind of go up and down. Also, he can probably now need to feud with Brian Cage to get that win back because he, he was cheated somewhat, right? Air quotes. Um, but Brian Cage has not won a big match in AEW. 
He was choked out by John Moxley last year in his World Heavyweight Championship match. He lost to Darby Allen clean in the TNT Championship match. He hasn't had any big wins. Then they lost to Sting and Darby in that uh, street fight. So he needed this win huge. So this was good. It was announced that not this week, but next week, John Moxley would defend the U.S. title against Yuji Nagata. Oh, my God. Yuji Nagata is a name I have heard since my childhood. And Tony Giovanni said he was calling his matches back in the WCW. He was. This is going to be awesome. I don't see Yuji Nagata defeating him for that U.S. title. But that is just going to be a fun match. And I love what John Moxley and New Japan are doing. John Moxley saying, hey, this is what I want to do. Let's make this work for all parties involved. And they're making it work. And have Eugene Nagata back on TNT in almost 30 years. Oh, my God. Goosebumps. Blood and Guts match will be next week. I'm assuming it's going to main event. It has to main event, right? Um, you'll have Britt Baker in action. No opponent has been named yet. Um, it's going to be fantastic. Miro. Uh, absolutely destroyed Kip Sabian. Um, and he, he pretty much kicked his butt and told him I love him. So I said, I love you. Um, I guess it's just tough love Miro's trying to give to him. But um, I guess that's where we're heading with Miro next. Miro has to get a TNT championship match in the near future. But he has to win, though. You know. Darby Allen retains his TNT championship. But Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page take out him and Sting afterwards. Uh, Lance Archer then comes out. I don't know what's going on with this weird mix of Sting having Darby's back slash Lance Archer having Sting's back. Where is that going? I absolutely have no freaking idea. Um, Sting was taking bumps to like Scorpio's got having the leg lock and Sting was in pain. So like he's he's not just destroying young talent. You, you know what I'm saying? He's giving back air quotes um but i have no clue where this is going um at first i thought ethan page and scorpio sky were going for the tag team titles but it feels like they're targeting the tnt title but who gets the tnt title i i have no clue um this feud between the blood brothers john moxley and a kingston versus the elite is super dope i love it i still maintain the Blood Brothers. I just call them the Blood Brothers. <laughs> they're going to get those AEW World Tag Team. I'm assuming somehow they're going to cost John Moxley that U.S. title. And in return, he's going to take those tag titles from the Young Bucks. So that's just me. Um, next week, it will be Kazawa and Kenny Omega teaming up versus John Moxley and Eddie Kingston. This match was set up because they were going to break. Well, John Moxley and Kingston were going to break. Well, mainly John Moxley, excuse me, Eddie Kingston, was going to break the ankle of Kazawa. And Moxley and uh, Omega said, he knew what he was getting into. I don't care. And then John Moxley came from behind. And they then decided that they were going to break Kenny Omega's ankle. And Don Callis, in a fearful, fearful moment, agreed to whatever they wanted. And that's what they wanted was a tag team match next week. Um... Uh, you have to assume that the elite are going to interfere in this match, but it should be a fun match nonetheless. Chris Statlander defeated Penelope Ford. 
with a cool counter. Um, Statlander, I me seeing to the future. Britt Baker's obviously getting that belt from Sheeta. She's going to be the one to break the 300-day title reign of uh, Hikiro Sheeta. Chris Statlander will be the one to beat Britt Baker. She is too talented, too um, big to not do it. I just don't see anyone else like maybe Thunder Rosa, right? But once again, everything with Thunder Rosa depends because I believe she's under contract with NWA until at least the end of the year. Everything depends on what she wants to do, essentially. You know, because she's not going to WWE with all her MMA stuff, and they're not going to let her do that. But I just don't see... I see Thunder Rosa getting the championship down the road later. But for some reason, I just get a feeling that Chris Dallander, she's healthy. She is, at some point in time this year, the future AEW Women's Championship holder. Also, QT Marshall was attacked by a returning Cody Rhodes who was waiting for him on the bus after QT Marshall tried to make a, a run for it. And next week, we will have Cody Rhodes versus QT Marshall. And it's funny how, like, Cody has a great record. But once again, we know he can't challenge for the AEW World Heavyweight Championship, and he's not going to get that belt. He's going to get it at least once, but he's not getting that belt anytime soon. But I love that the... like. Even if, even if you hate Cody, can you really hate that he's just completely giving back and completely being a mid-card talent the same way Omega did? Like, how many people would do that for because it's best for business? You, you get what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. I've always been a huge Cody Rhodes fan, so maybe I'm biased, but I don't know. It's just, I just thought it was cool. Anyways, let's get to SmackDown. Tamina and Natty have defeated Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax. This is like... The only time the champs win are when they the, the belts are on the line. That's how uh, formula, formulaic this has become. They only win when it's like, oh, the belts are on the line? Let's just pin. But Shayna Baszler takes the pin again. Tamina pins Shayna Baszler. Tamina pins Shayna Baszler. I saw a bunch of hate for that, and it was enjoyable to watch. The Street Profits defeat the tag team champions in a non-title match. So both tag team championships were champions were lost, were pinned, which was interesting. Um, Big E came this close, inches away from getting his Intercontinental Championship match, uh, uh, Intercontinental Championship back, but Captain the Bees got himself involved, and then after the match, Cam, Cam, Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens uh, joined the fray. Obviously, this is leading to a failed four-way, but I love how the Intercontinental Championship means that much. All four guys are former champs. One's the current champ, obviously. But they all care about this Intercontinental title so much. They're all going to war for it. But Apollo Crews has that X factor. He has the sergeant on the outside. Excuse me, the captain on the outside. That's going to be the ultimate uh, deterrent to the other three getting that Intercontinental Championship back. So, should be interesting. I think it's going to be a great match, by the way, at Backlash once it's announced. And in the main event, Daniel Bryan went to war with Roman Reigns. Reigns came out on top. What a way for Daniel Bryan to go out. I know he's been very, very vocal about his contract and him wanting to wrestle other in other companies. 
Um, which I just, well, speaking of that, the Forbidden Door is supposedly being open for WWE as they are in talks to work with MLW. We know there's a real connection there because before Bruce Pritchard went back, he was producing for MLW while he was doing his podcast. So we know there's something there and this supposedly would be a way for MLW to get on WWE Network where they would wrestle NXT talent. So this could be a win-win for both. Uh, We already know MLW has a TV deal. Um, So this is going to be interesting. But I don't think Daniel Bryan means MLW. I think he means AEW. I think he means New Japan. Impact. R-O-H. It'll be so good if Daniel does not resign with the company. There's nothing to fear. His wife is in the Hall of Fame. She has her spot. He doesn't need to be on Toll Divas. But if he really wants to do his one last world tour where he picks and chooses his matches, the only way to do that is to be a free agent. And every other company will gladly say, we'll take you for a one-night match. We'll take you for a Tokyo Dome uh, Wrestle Kingdom appearance versus Will Ospreay or whoever. I really hope he doesn't resign with the company. I, The selfish thing in me, I really, I really wish. Well, this ended with Cesaro being held by Jey Uso, locked in the ropes, and Reigns making Cesaro watch as he does a one-man concerto to Daniel Bryan. So this, I'm assuming he's taking him off TV. Um, a, what a way to go out. Uh, only way Daniel Bryan knows how to do it. Uh, and, and, and just just dramatic fashion. Uh, one of the greatest to ever do it. So it was good. But to me, this was a one-match uh, show because it was built around this. And I didn't, and you know what's funny? I heard uh, Brian Alvarez say that they loaded the show up because if they were competing with the NFL Draft. It's really funny because it's the second night of the NFL Draft. I don't think I've ever heard anyone in my life say, Man, that second half of the NFL draft is fire, son. Like, I don't think that's a thing. I mean, I get what I get what he's saying, and I'm not saying he's wrong. I just think it's funny how, like, that's that's not a thing. The first night is, but the second night, it's not that big of a deal. Anyways, let's hit some news and notes, and then we get out of here. Uh, Morrissey, a.k.a. Big Cass, has signed a multi-year deal with Impact. So, it is... It will be him being around for a while. So good for him uh, making the comeback tour after he had his struggles. Um, Alberto Patron did an interview where he said he would like to go back to WWE as he was promoting his match with Andrade, July 31st in Texas. My only thought on this is Alberto Alberto Patron and WWE are like a, and I mean this, and I just thought about this. I was going to use an analogy. I realize how bad this is going to come off. But legitimately, that is a bad relationship. That is a relationship of abuse. You see why I said this was a bad analogy, right? On both ends. And Del Rio, Patron, whatever you want to call him, he can't help himself. He can't stay out of trouble. And as long as he has that sexual assault case, which is still coming up, by the way, they're not going to touch this guy. No major company is going to touch this guy. 
Not AEW, not WWE, not no one. He keeps wanting to go back, but dude, like, and, and he's had it in the few. All metrics says he's a WWE Hall of Famer. Former World Heavyweight Champion, former WWE Heavyweight Champion, former Royal Rumble winner, former Money in the Bank winner, former United States Champion. Like, that is very rare air he is in right there. And he just can't stay out of trouble. And then he said that Paige broke a, a confidentiality agreement by talking. Like, you want to go back and she's still there. Like, like it's... Look here. I hope this guy really gets some stuff together and finds some happiness in his life. But, yeah, I, I can go without seeing him. You know, just because he just... It's just too much. That's what it comes down to. I did not add this on to the show last Monday... As I went out of town, and it just, it's been a whirlwind for the last week or so. But John Moxley did go to Rebellion and did defeat Rich Swan to become the new Impact World Heavyweight Champion. So he literally has gone back to their territory days. And he is a AAA Mega Heavyweight Champion, Impact World Champion, and AEW World Champion. Uh, reported, uh, supposedly, the reason why I looked like Rich Swan was winded was because he wasn't winded. Apparently, he got his bell rung, and so Kenny Omega had to take over. So hopefully he's okay. Hopefully he's he's straight and narrow, but he has nothing to be worried about. He put up he to me he's a hell of an Impact World Champion. I think he'll get that belt back again. He won't be the one to beat Moxley though. It will definitely be Moose. Um, also, one last note I want to touch on that I, I, I kind of touched on. Um, Yes, in yesterday's show with the match of the month, Rachel Ellering and Jordana Griggs are the new women's tag team champions. To me, I did not see Rich. I knew she was coming back. And she's Rachel Ellering has always been one of these characters that like she'll disappear for months and you forget about her. And she's like, "Oh, you guys forgot about me. I'm back." It's like, okay, cool. Um, but I thought that was just a cool add-on. They didn't give the belts to Grace and Jazz. Jazz is retiring, but Jazz handpicked Rachel Ellering to win. Those belt or to to be her partner, so I thought that was a cool little nod there. Last two notes here: uh, CMLL has ended their five-year working relationship with ROH. Apparently, this is something that's been in the works for a little bit now, um, and they just want to go their own way, which does happen. I'm sure at some point, Impact may very well say, "Hey, we want to go our own way." You never know, but they did. In their relationship with them. And last but not least, a report. Now, I've been trying to look at uh, different places that I trust with this, and I have not seen any of them reporting this. So I'm going to take this with a grain of salt, but to me, I want to talk about it only because it's kind of surprising, even though I said this should be the move for AEW. I'm surprising she would do it. Reportedly, Air quotes, I'm doing air quotes. AEW is close to signing Tessa Blanchard. Now, I said months ago on this show that they need that that woman's division needs Tessa Blanchard. I didn't think she would go there though. If this is true, I thought she would definitely choose WWE. She's cl- to me. I think it's always easier to choose AEW because not easier. It's uh, more convenient to choose AEW because they'll let you do 
shots at other places, right? When you're in the WWE machine, you're in there. You're not leaving. Um, but I do think this is the, the better move for her. She can be the face of the division, one of the faces of the company. She can make her own way. She can hold that women's championship for as long as she wants to. She's that good. In WWE, I know people have pitched the main event of Tessa versus Charlotte and WrestleMania and all that good stuff. But we know who's going to win that match. I think it's the only problem I have with that match. Is like, it's like To me, it was like when CM Punk was going to wrestle the Undertaker, right? I said, it's going to be a great match, but we know who's going to win. You know, and so it's to me, for me, that kind of takes some luster, some muster off of that. But to me, this, if this is true. This is a huge signing for them. Huge. And I know a lot of people don't like her because of those racist allegations. And you know what? I can't blame you. Um, but, however, AEW needs this for that women's division. They need to start getting some bigger names in there. Um that can really just help put it over the top. Because as of right now, they can't even touch... First of all, no one could touch NXT's women's division. But if you look at that main roster, not you have Ray Ripley, Bianca Belair holding those belts. You still have Sasha, Charlotte. You have a returning Becky soon. Yes, Ronda Rousey is pregnant. She's going to be returning, though. I, I would have to assume my WrestleMania next year. You know, I'm assuming she just wanted to get pregnant. And then return. So, like, let's. They need to get their their women's division up, all the way up, as Fat Joe would say. So, anyways, that is your Monday show for this week. Hope you enjoy it. Hope you enjoy all the content. Hope you guys have a safe, blessed, great week. I am the Slow Chemical. This is I see things a little differently, and I'll talk to y'all later.